0: Okay. Welcome back. Uh, this is coach V I'm here. I'm your host and, uh, with coach J D. Um, we are talking about the bitter group. This group consists of Dearborn Billings, New York city and Macon. So Dearborn is the class of it. They were the one seed in the NTT last year lost in the first round. Um, really tough ending to their, um, Time with uh, Bitter and Brailsford and uh, Drayquan Gilliam coming off the bench, uh, but they replaced that seventeen thirty eight class with the three three class, so huge for them. And really, you know, when you look at this team, it's it's Jacob August and it's Charlie Chestnut. Um, Christopher Fell might be a decent player, but overall, it's those two guys, and you know, they're taking over the guard position. Uh, Chestnut's not the scorer that um, Brailsford was necessarily, but August is everything and more that, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to say more that Bitter was because Bitter was such an incredible player and August hasn't performed on the highest level yet, uh, but he's really incredible. He's an incredible basketball player. And um, yeah, 60.2% true shooting. assists, one turnover, 23 points per game, 1.4 steals. Uh, Yeah, this guy's going to be incredible. Chestnut's more of a pass-first defending um, point guard, if I remember he was something like good, excellent, excellent, something like that, uh, which is always nice to have. I think he was one of those guys that got, like, really hyped up really early, and then then he ended up being a clear lead for Dearborn, so... Uh, good for good for coach Calabayo getting that in these two, I feel like they slide into the lineup pretty easily.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, August in particular, cause you're replacing, you know, 44, 45 points a game of scoring from bitter and Braysford, uh, moving on. So, um, you know, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna need Chestnut to come in and, and do a good job setting up everyone else. Cause you're going to need more production, you know, offensively to, uh, to try and match that. I mean, yeah. Expecting chestnut um, um, August to come in and <clears throat> score 20 plus a game, I think is a, it's a lot for a freshman. I mean, not many can do it. And even with uh, the great true shooting, I think he'll get the green light to do so. So will are really curious to see if he's able to, to, um, you know, get that production as a freshman. Um, and that'll, that'll be key for him. If he can be a go-to scorer because, you know, Carr and Oliveira, um they can score a little bit, but they don't look like guys are going to be go to scorers. So, a little bit more of a committee approach, unless August can really step up and be the man from day one. So, be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's it's going to be tough, especially those guys just jacked up threes. Um, They're shooting combined 13.3 threes. So, uh, August proved that he could shoot threes in a high volume, 7.2 in a uh, High school. The one thing I worry about him is he had 3.3 fouls per game. Um, and that could, that could get concerning, you know, uh, in close games or if he's a little foul prone. It might, it might get a little frustrating for uh, Coach Caldwell. Yeah, it could be a little bit. At the same time, assuming
1: he runs at shooting guard, um, looks like last year, Draquan Gilliam may have started a few games at shooting guard, if I had to guess, because Brailsford came off the bench a few times. I imagine he eventually won the job, but um, actually, no, he was a senior. So I'm, I'm looking at last year's stats. So yeah. well, at least there's a backup, but um, yeah, I guess that the backup's going to have to be going to have to be fell because they didn't get, you know, much production uh, from their bench, at least offensively. So um, yeah, the, the, their points per game is definitely going to come down. So I'll be curious to see if their, if their defense improves any or not. And I mean, Bittner was great at point guard um, Brailsford, you know, got 1.4 steals. I don't know what his on the ball defense was like, but, um, yeah, I don't think they're – so they'll, they'll, I think they're going to come down a little bit. Um, well, I mean, that's, you know, not saying a lot since they're a one seed in the NTT. So, obviously, they had a great season. So, most teams are going to come down from there. But, yeah, they're, they're not going to score quite as much. And so, I think, if, you know, see if they can offset some of that plus-minus difference with this maybe a little stronger defense.
0: Yeah, for sure. Let's look at Billings. They brought in the 160-176 class replacing the 10 – the 50-10 class. Uh, you lose Riley Hansen. Um, that was their only starter, but that guy was a big uh, – he was a key cog for their team. You know, 19.5 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, it's really tough. They brought in two six, eight guys and uh, Tyson Mula and Marcus Morgan. Uh, Mula, Mula, uh did shoot 50% from the field, 9 rebounds, 2.5 assists so he can do a little bit. It's, yeah. Uh, and then, um, yeah. And then, and then, uh, Jack Niger, he didn't, he didn't have a very good, uh, he wasn't very efficient, you know, 41.7%, uh, 27.9%. He looks like more of a chucker, um, for them. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, they're, they're gonna have to figure out what to do with that. Um, power forward position potentially moving reginald horton into the starting lineup oh no nope. reginald horton also graduated um i was wrong there so they're gonna struggle with some height you know bringing in two more six eight guys but that's league 31 for you yeah
1: i mean it's you're kind of running into the issue here of do you start one of those freshmen you know for some height and look like they can rebound but they're not they don't. Neither one really appears to be all that great defensively, and then and and also neither are exceptional passers. Although they're not hurting you there, so you know, do you need someone tall to step, you know, just kind of step in there and and grab some rebounds, or do you try and spread the floor a little bit? Um, yeah, I'm sure that Jack. Ne- yeah, I don't know how how to, how to even pronounce that name, but I'm sure he was probably someone who was scouted like a good scoring and 19 points per game. So he was, I'm sure that was probably a disappointment to see his shooting splits, although he is like a 90% free throw shooter, so he probably is a good shooter, just like, this he's just exceptional from the free throw line, and you know, yeah. needs to work on his finishing and jump shot a little bit. um be frustrating. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where, I mean, yeah, losing Hanson, and there's clearly, as we're saying here, there's not a, an immediate step in there. I mean, maybe Ruben Washington plays a small ball power forward, and you give Jack a chance to come in, and you see what he can do with a lower shot setting, but uh, they're yeah. going to rely a lot on Johnson to set the table, and you know Ethan Padilla is going to have to step up and take his game to another level. So um, he, he's he's obviously a great player. So they're just going to going to be very re- reliant on him without a without a Robin to his Batman.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think Tyson Mula will end up getting the um, power forward position um, next to Jacob Hudson. You know, he was a decent player and. He can, he can do a little bit of everything. I think that's what's going to end up happening, but I guess we'll see. Um, cool. Let's move on to the next team, the New York City Lazarus Effect. Coach by Coach, go OSU TR. Um, you know, he, he loses the 57-59 class, but replaces him with the twenty twenty four 24 class. So that's pretty nice. You bring in uh, Mitchell Briscoe, Billy Hammock, Miguel Evans, um yeah all three decent players none of them none of them crazy scorers, but all of them can score um Briscoe, you know 13.7 10 rebounds uh is pretty nice uh Miguel Evans potentially could play a little a little point guard with that five assist 1 point3 steals 1.6 turnovers you only lose Kevin Williams from the uh starting lineup, you know, um, this isn't a class you look at and say, oh, that's definitely a 2024 class, but, you know, you know there's some talented players in there. I'm guessing Briscoe um, is probably the class of the class. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I think so, because that name, you know, rings familiar to me. So, I don't know, he may have been someone that I was, you know, looked at in in maxing last year. So, he must have been appealing as a recruit in, in some way and, you know, yeah, good, good, um, you know, shooting percentages, you know, not a ton of volume. So I, I don't know what his high school team looked like, but maybe, uh, maybe there's some chance, a chance for him to absorb some of that load. And you mentioned that, you know, they only lose Kevin Williams, but I mean, Kevin Williams is also a great player. So yeah. I mean, it wasn't a great defender, but I mean, offensively, I mean, he was a 60% true shooting guy, you know, in, inside outside threat. So, and that's going to be a lot. I mean, you're going to, you're going to ask Justin Rollins to, you know, up his game a little bit. They're also losing, you know, Lipscomb. He played a decent amount and, and scored off the bench. So, um, yeah, they could maybe use some, you know, a little bit of height. Christopher Webb, you know, scored a little bit off the bench. He played a lot of minutes. So I kind of wonder if, if he continues to split time at center or if, you know, maybe maybe he steps in to, you know, help out with the scoring load. But, yeah, they, they're, they need someone to help out with some points because they weren't particularly good defensively. Um, it looks like the guys coming in are, mostly decent defensively. Um I don't know maybe I don't know about what hammock will look like, but um yeah, I mean I think that they have uh you know losing Williams scoring is a tough blow. I, I think the freshmen are maybe a little bit more well rounded than what they're graduating. Um
0: so yeah it'll be interesting to see how they come together. Yeah. And you know, honestly, you know you you got that uh junior class of Rollins and Biggs and really it's Rollins. Uh I mean Biggs is a really good player too, um, yeah. Biggs is a really good player too. They they're part of the two eight class um, that they brought in, but they're going to go as Rollins goes, and um, getting Rollins more shots is not is not a bad thing necessarily. He wasn't the most efficient, but he got to the line five games. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Maybe
1: as a senior, his his three point shooting maybe we'll we'll take a tick up or. Or maybe they'll dial it, back, dial it back a little bit and see if he can get to the line a little more. Yeah. yeah.
0: For sure. So, yeah, so he's he's a pretty good player. I mean, I think, you know, this team's just as good as Billings, uh For sure. And I think they could uh, – yeah, I think they could make some noise for sure. I'm excited to see what he does. I'm excited to see how these players play. Uh, Briscoe seems like he fits in. He's got a ton of those six – six, six, seven, six, eight guys on his team, and then he's got the one 6'10 guy and sophomore Zachary Brinkman. He didn't play him a ton last year. He played um, on and off. Uh, I think he – yeah, I think he started on the bench and then he finished the season as a starting center. So they did – they they played a lot better once he uh, switched into center. So I think that will happen a little bit more for them. Yep. All right, let's look at the last team. We got the Macon Gorillas. They brought in the uh, 1219 class, replacing the 11478 class. Uh, and they bring in some much needed guards Calvin Christ, Daniel Burton, Jacobo Long. Um, you know, you only lose Brian Dickerson from the starting lineup. But the team didn't do that great last year. They went to the RTT. Uh, yeah, so. I think you know play you could, you could play all three. I think Burton plays a little point guard, long shooting guard. Chris small forward. Um, at the at the forward spots, you can play. You know, potentially more in Coburn, um, and I think that could work well. I mean, it's tough to move Ethan Bat out of the starting lineup though when he's such a good player. But uh, I mean, you could. You could potentially play all those guys. He's got some good problems to have, and he'll figure out what works. Um, I mean, Boz got so much height. And he was so efficient last year that I feel like you got to keep him in the um, starting lineup, especially when you're losing your 24.5 point game uh, score. But he's got some guys that can that can score there. Even none of them were hyper efficient, but you know they they can get to the line. They can score. They're all right around that 50, 56, 55% true shooting percentage.
1: Yeah. And um, I, I actually had a couple of scrimmages yesterday with Macon. And uh, I don't know if this is a more of a sign of these freshmen, you know, being ready to step up and elevate this team or if my team's not as good as it's supposed to be, but they beat us in both scrimmages. Hmm. So, um, you know, we have a pretty talented team overall. And so the freshmen, and no, like no one like, well, uh, Chris had a really good game against us at small forward. So that was a uh, kind of eye opening. So I think he's going to be a guy that will, especially out of this group, will step up for him. Um, Yeah, those guys stepped in and, you know, they played well. So they beat us twice. So, again, we'll, we'll see as things move forward, if how, uh how that what that means for either of our teams. But, um, yeah, I think this is a team that they're improved. I mean, yeah, losing Dickerson will be tough. But, I mean, yeah, these guards are. Are talented, and then you know, next year I'm sure, just like many teams in League 31, they're going to be all in on bigs, um, replacing those two guys in the starting lineup. And if they hit the, if they can hit on one or two ties and bring in some talent there, then you're looking at team next season is uh <laughs> you know, a t- looking at top seeds in the NTT as opposed to you know the, the RTT where they were. So I think they're definitely going to be better. You know, just again based off scrimmaging me but um we'll we'll see if they are good enough over the course of 6 games to hang with uh the three teams we just spoke about.
0: Yeah, for sure. Cool. So, that wraps it up for this group. Um what are your predictions? I mean, uh there's some solid teams in this group. Who do you like to win? I mean, it
1: is kind of tough. I mean, Dearborn's losing losing their backcourt, but I I tend to like siding on the teams that are returning the most um, or return the overall the most talent, like in, you know, until someone knocks them down, you know, pick them. So uh, I think that would be the, the easy choice would be to say Dearborn. Um, but I would say, you know, to maybe to, for an underdog pick, you know, I may look at, you know, New York city, you know, I think maybe those freshmen, you know, round out that team a little bit. And you know, I mean, they have a lot, you know, pretty good amount of talent overall. So, You know, if Dearborn doesn't win, then you know maybe New York City steps up and and takes it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um and you know, Dearborn, it's it's just gonna be tough, you know. They're gonna have to figure out and they're gonna have to figure it out quick uh how where their players fit, how well their players fit, um, who they play well against, what they don't. I think I think that making Dearborn games can be really big. Um, you know, and I don't usually pick I don't usually pick the four seed but uh, you know you said they beat you a couple times i like these freshmen i think they're i think they're solid freshman guards and that's what they needed uh, i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick uh, macon to come out of this group it's bold yeah i know but, but like I said, sold... they,
1: hopefully hopefully they're a really good team and that's why they beat me twice so and not the sign that we're not good so um yeah i'm i i,
0: ho- I hope that comes true for you just for that yeah, so we'll see that. Yeah, that game tomorrow will be really important. So we'll see what happens there. Cool players to watch. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be watching Rollins. We're gonna be watching August. Um, who else? And Ethan Padilla for Billings yeah. this is the guy you're gonna
1: watch. You're you're gonna see which of those freshmen for for making it you know, steps up. Um, you know, Chris. You know, like I said, he had the big game against me, so maybe it's him. Um. Yeah, those are some of the ones that uh,
0: the ones to stand out, I believe. Yeah, and Dearborn's just got such a solid squad up and down. I mean, it's it's kind of tough to be to pick them. I really like Grant Carr and uh, Ryan Alavera. I wonder if they can score a little bit more if uh, they have more of a passing first point guard. I'm not sure if they put August or uh, Chestnut there, but if it if it is Chestnut, he looks like more of a distributor and get more of a broader range involved. So I'm excited to see what that happens.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I think it's still, it's their division to lose. Um, but yeah. It would be a shock for one of these other teams to do it
0: for sure. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we'll be back shortly doing the Marklin group. Cool. All right. Um, so Joe, uh,